This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Liverpool have won the Carabao Cup after defeating Chelsea on penalties at Wembley in a cup final to remember. Welcome along everyone to the post-game podcast as we react to Liverpool becoming the most successful side in the competition's history with nine titles to their name. It was a classic nervy cup final with both sides leaving everything out there on the pitch for want of a better cliche and the end-to-end exciting 0-0 draw led to a shootout. It had been an absolute grueller. Liverpool fans, much like myself, were absolutely shattered after watching the three hours of nervous mayhem, so it was remarkable that every single outfielder in the shootout dispatched their penalties so tremendously, and then upstepped the keepers for their turn. Liverpool's Irish hero, Coyvan Kelleher, rifled his penalty into the top left corner before Chelsea shootout substitute Kepa Ariza Balaga skied his efforts into the travelling Liverpool support, who erupted in celebration. It really was a tense affair with the outcome Liverpool deserve, and we'll bring you all the reaction right here on the post-game pod, with Paul Gorst's verdict, Jurgen Klopp and his compatriot Thomas Tuchel's press conferences, and as usual, the reaction of the Reds fans. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Ten years after an 11-10 penalty shootout win against Chelsea here at Wembley this afternoon, following a 0-0 draw, it's um, an incredible game despite the uh, the scoreline. Uh, Chelsea had three goals ruled out uh, correctly for offside. Liverpool had one ruled out for offside uh, themselves with Virgil van Dijk in the uh, second half. And uh, there was plenty of contention around that decision. But Liverpool dusted themselves down uh, once again and managed to um, well, they didn't let the uh, the injustice of that decision come to haunt them. Uh, Liverpool uh, played well uh, fo- following a good start from Chelsea uh, inside the first 15 minutes. They had a good chance to um, Christian Pulisic. But around uh, about 15, 20 minutes in, Liverpool started to gain a measure of control in the game. And Luis Diaz was the outstanding performer on the day. Uh, Eduard Mendy made a great save from Naby Keita and somehow kept out the rebound from um, Sadio Mane. It really was an incredible save. Um, Chelsea goalkeeper was fantastic all afternoon until he got brought off uh, with seconds to go in extra time for Kepa Aretha Balaga. And um, clearly with the decision to put the Spaniard in goal for the penalty shootout, it uh, backfired spectacularly. On Thomas Tuchel, uh, Liverpool scored all 11 of their penalties and the one penalty that was missed was from Kepa himself and they uh, confirmed Liverpool's name on the trophy. It's a record-setting ninth uh, League Cup win for Liverpool and considering they haven't won this uh, trophy uh, for, the, for 10 years, it uh, shows just how dominant they were um, in decades gone past. But uh, tonight they are uh, they're celebrating like they did so often uh, back in the 80s. Um, Liverpool's owners are here to celebrate it, John W. Henry. Tom Werner, uh, Linda Pazuti, uh, John Henry's wife, of course, they're all here uh, celebrating the Liverpool. Uh, um, one quarter into a quadruple mission that uh, remains to be a mission impossible. No team has ever done it, of course, and Liverpool um, have a difficult task in front of them as they go for the Premier League, the Champions League and the FA Cup between now and the end of um, the end of May. But uh, they're still in the hunt. Uh, Cueven Keller, a word on him. He was superb, uh, made a fantastic save early on from Pulisic. Um, it was a bit of a gamble to start the Ireland goalkeeper knowing that Alison Becker is firmly first choice at Liverpool but uh, he didn't let anyone down um, and took his penalty better than anyone in the Liverpool team. It could be argued they really did stick it away well the, the Ireland international and uh, 
he's a hero tonight celebrating just his uh, 17th senior appearance. He's a League Cup winner and he's uh, just talking to the media in front of me here. He deserves all the plaudits that he'll get tonight, of course, and uh, he has such a big future in the game. Uh, whether that's for Liverpool for the long term, we shall wait and see, but uh, he's made himself a Liverpool hero tonight. Um, yeah, it's, a, it's an incredible shootout, as we say. It was only one missed penalty. No, no one saved the penalty, Kepa or uh, Callagher didn't really get anywhere near any of the high quality penalties it has to be said but uh, when Kepa stepped up uh, against his counterpart he pretty much blasted it out the stadium to confirm Liverpool as Carabao Cup winners for a record ninth time it's finished here uh, after penalties at Wembley uh, Liverpool 11 Chelsea 10 The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel uh, Just a quick one here about Queen and Kelleher You've been working with him for the last four years, and I suppose how has your relationship grown with Quibeen over the last four years at Liverpool? Is it only the last four years? So I don't know exactly when I saw Quibeen the first time, but um, it's true. It's um, it's quite a journey from when I saw him the first time to the from the boy I saw the first time to the man he is today. Um, he is, I saw from the first second that he's incredible talent, then um, first John Achterberg, then when Jack Robinson joined us um, since then as well, the boys are very, very positive and if you know how a football team works and you know that the goalies are very often separate, so um, I don't see them all the time, but um, I see them in decisive moments. So the development is absolutely top class and not sure you ask it because I didn't understand everything, but Alison Becker is the best goal in the world for me. There, might, there are good goalies out there, but I, 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 this goalie is absolutely insane. But to be one, I wasn't honest for me, Squeef Gallagher the best number two in the world as well, um, especially for the way we play. Um, and he had an incredible game. People ask me rightly before the final, like two weeks ago or something, if we, if we will give um, Kweef another game to get some rhythm or whatever. Actually, to be 100% honest, it was the first time when I thought about it, oh, yeah, there's no rhythm. But that's life of a number two, especially of a young number two, that you just have to be ready when you are called. And the game he played tonight was absolutely incredible. I'm at least, uh, sorry, so many questions. I'm not 100 sure I have the full story of the whole game, but at I can remember at least two incredible saves, um, probably were more. Um, so he proved that the decision to um, line him up was absolutely right. And then in a very spectacular penalty shootout, he um, showed the whole range of his skill set. Uh, first and foremost, he's a goalkeeper, so he saved one. But before that, he finished one off with his really skilled feet and um, oh, top class. Dylan, we'll go to Neil Jones and then Zia. Uh, Neil first, though. Hi, Jürgen. First of all, congratulations. Um, Thank you. Secondly, you, I'm sure as a manager, you wouldn't pick that to, that to go through that, to go through 21, 22 penalties and 120 minutes. But in a way, is it the perfect way for this team to win? Because everyone contributed, you know, five subs, 11 penalty takers, clear people along the way. Is that the perfect illustration of what this team's about? 
perfect would have been if he could have um, had more players on the team sheet already because this is a um, today I had to make a few really tough decisions and I said the boys in the meeting when all the boys were in even the boys who are not were not on the team sheet I said this here is my squad plus and now I have to be careful that I don't forget anybody but um, plus Tyler Morton who was not with us because he was slightly he was here I hope but not in the hotel because he's slightly injured um, uh, Connell Owen Harvey from the U18s not sure who I missed. All the Elijah, boys were here. Elijah, Elijah played some minutes as well. Elijah, exactly, played some minutes as well. Um, Adrian saved our ass in, in, in Preston. Um, so it is, Steph, the whole journey was absolutely outstanding. So we need, we were lucky a little bit. Oh, we had Adrian at, at Preston. Then we scored the two goals. Um, without Takumi and without Divok, the goals they scored in the competition, we would not be here. Um, and so then we were 3-0 down against Leicester. Um, I think most of the people wrote us up in that moment, so we came back. Wonderful story. Penalty shootout. Won it. Then we had to change the, the way um, and the home game with Arsenal. Nil-nil at home against 10 men. Um, there was nobody really positive about <laughs> about the, 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 the second leg. And we went there and, and won in a really nice manner. Um, so, and now tonight, facing Chelsea, come on. There was like two, two, I'm not sure, two lions, two wild lions um, going for each other. That was absolutely crazy. They started better. We took over, but then better. Second half started again um, with two really good moments of Chelsea. We sorted it again. And then in the end, everybody was tired on the pitch, obviously. And then you have to get through it. And then the penalty shootout is one of the spe most spectacular I ever saw. Um, and yeah, absolutely great to win it like this. This is a, we call it the People's Cup, but the whole journey was a, was a, was a squad um, journey. And that's what I love most about it. Thanks, Neil. Uh, we'll go to Zia, and we haven't got too many other hands, but uh, Zia next, and then this might conclude for us. Thanks. Um, hi, Jürgen. Um, now, VAR was actually introduced to minimize the errors in football, as you know. But here we are discussing VAR again, because I personally was very confused about that Matip's disallowed goal. Now, how do you feel about that? And how do you feel about the progress we made with the VAR in football based on that decision tonight? I didn't, I didn't see it back. So was there any doubt about the goal of Joel? I don't know. So some, I, I, I didn't see it back, so I cannot say anything about that. But obviously, we are, it's not our favorite subject um, um, in a moment since last night. Uh, that was obviously <laughs> a, a tricky one to understand. Um, but today, I, I have no idea. I didn't see anything back, so I cannot say anything about it. But obviously, there's still space for improvement. But that's how it is. Thank you. Thanks, and Chris Bascom from The Telegraph, I think this will conclude because uh, everyone looks like they want to go home. Chris. Yeah. Uh, hi, Jürgen. Um, you, you've spoken a lot and the players have spoken a lot about how they, they wanted so much more um, with the trophies. I just wanted to talk generally about the momentum and the feeling that a win like this gives you with so much more still to play for this season. So that's, it's good. Look, uh, we, we were here and lost the final in a penalty shootout like um, six, seven years ago. 
afterwards nobody talks about it. Eh? It's like you, you were twice in Wembley, you lost both both finals. It's not that it was a, the tight game. It was clear better in the second half against uh, Man City that time. Um, should have won in the second half, didn't. Then a shootout, we lose for one. They finished them. They scored with all, I think, and we missed one. I'm not 100 sure. Don't know it anymore. That's life, eh? of a professional sports person. That's life. That nobody. So now, in 10 years' time, nobody will ask, "How did they win exactly against Chelsea?" Just have to win it. Were we better tonight than that time against City? I'm not sure, 100%. But we are more experienced. That's a massive difference. We don't get nervous when things don't go well. We 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 keep really um, our nerves and stuff like this. We we are. All, how I said, the start of the game was clear better from from Chelsea. But all of a sudden we were really in the game, and then we let them run, and then we were, then we were the clear dominant team. I think I'm not sure 100%, but first half was like 63 something possession against Chelsea. That's not that easy. So um, a lot of good football stuff, obviously. Um, but over 120 minutes, you cannot, you cannot hold them back and 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 uh, and away from your goal. So they had their chances, and um, obviously. They had just scored goals um, more than us, but um, they all were offside. Um, that's um, pretty harsh to take for them, I can imagine. But I'm really happy about the effort and all these kind of things. And yes, it's a big one for us because first time for this group, but um, the ninth time for the club, which is very important as well. Our, our fans were obviously quite happy about the, the whole... Um, the whole uh, thing tonight. So the, the game, the atmosphere was outstandingly well. I really loved it. And after the game, it was nice to celebrate with the people after a long time without um, having any reason to celebrate something or not opportunity to celebrate something. Um, and so I'm really happy about the whole thing. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for your patience. And we'll speak to some of you shortly. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Today, um, how do you sum up um, Kepa's moment at the end? There, it feels harsh on a goalkeeper who's been so good at, at penalties. Yeah, it is. So feel bad, bad for him, of course. But uh, yeah, no, no blame. Uh, of course, we we took the decision like we did, like we did uh, uh, last time in a, in a penalty shootout, um, because Kep is is uh, training with the players on a daily basis. Uh, penalties. They know how good he is. He has simply more time on the training ground to do this than, than Edu, who plays a lot more. So um, everybody knows how good he is, how difficult it is to, to shoot. So he plays a, uh, this plays a huge part in how good we shot today. And uh, unfortunately, he could not save. The penalties were, were brilliantly taken. And yeah, it was a bit, uh, a bit harsh on him today that he was the guy to, to miss the, the, the one and only penalty. But there's, there's no blame. James Robson. Hi, Thomas. Hi. Uh, when you when you review that game, um, do you think you should have won it? And I wonder if, in your mind, given how close that was, it's now four games with Klopp. He's not beaten you over ninety minutes. Does that show how close you are with Liverpool? Yes, absolutely. I think, like you know, we have to accept also the quality of the opponent. I mean, this is maybe the the, the most dangerous attacking side in, at, the, at the moment in in Europe, and uh, the full of individual quality and and playing such a high rhythm. So, 
So defending like this and playing like this on this level made me very proud today. I saw I saw a brilliant match of football over 120 minutes. Uh, we played a huge part in it. I have the feeling that we that we created a bit more, that we like were a bit more there, but but maybe that's also subjective. Um, this game uh, could have easily gone either way. Um, you need a bit of luck, you need a bit of momentum to, to win it. Uh, if you look at the line that is drawn in the, in, the, in the goal from Romelu, it's a bit of a weird line, I have to say, where it's drawn and, and then to make the decision that this is uh, offside. But that's, that, that's it. I mean, like we, we cannot have any regrets. I'm very proud of, of, of the performance of the team. Um, there are a lot, a lot, a lot of good things, and, and I told and told the guys there's we we should not lose sleep about this. This is like a, a entertaining match of football, football full of intensity, and I'm I'm very very happy to be to had the chance to be part of this. It was it was excellent. Andy Dillon. Hi Thomas. Hi. Commiserations. Um, just a, a couple from me, please. Just one on a football theme to start with. Um, you were just saying there, no blame for Kepper. I just wondered if you um, still stand by your decision to bring him on when you did so late in the game, if you still think that was the right thing to do. Um, just your, your verdict on that. And also, just if I could get your reaction, please, to the news that we all saw last night about Roman Abramovich handing over control of the club. Well, you know, I take the decisions when I take the decisions, and, and uh, I only take them when I want to take them. I cannot uh, rejudge my decisions when I know what's the, what's the outcome, and uh, we all don't know what would have happened if if we left Edu on the pitch. Um, this is how it is. So no, no blame on him. Okay, of course, blame on me. I, I'm I'm the guy to take the decisions. Sometimes it works out, and sometimes it does not work out. Uh, but uh, this is life as a as a football coach. This is life as a football coach who does substitutions. Sometimes you 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 bring a player and then he scores. Sometimes you bring a player and he makes a decisive mistake. This is this is what happens. Um, so no regrets. And and if to take the blame, absolutely on me. And I take the responsibility for that, of course. Uh, for the news yesterday, I think that that will change. Uh, nothing for me on a daily basis. This is how I understand it. I am in uh, close contact with Marina and with Peter Cech to, to, to run the, the first team of football at Chelsea Football Club and to give my in input and to take care about this that we are like and, and, and give my very best that we are able to win, to win football matches and this will not change and I think it will not change with the, with the news from yesterday. Last question, Matthew Dunn. Hi Thomas, were you tempted to change your mind given the way that Edward had played for the two hours uh, and do you feel that, uh, have you spoken to him about not getting a winner's medal when he worked so hard to get Chelsea to penalties in the first place? Sorry Matt, can you repeat that? Yeah, sorry. Um, have you spoken to Edward and um, given he worked so hard to get you to penalties in the first place, were you not tempted to change your mind and give him a chance to be the hero? Yeah, but they know. You, you, you think we do this and don't talk to the players before. I mean, the players know and we did it before. And, and I mean, it's, it's, a nice, it's a nice subject now for you to make headlines. But... Uh, I mean, uh, mistakes happen. I do mistakes. Edu did a big mistake, and got, we got almost punished with a decisive goal. So, is, is, 
you know, uh, I mean, you make it a bit easy for yourself. I have the feeling, but if you want to blame somebody, blame me. This is not a problem. I take the decisions and I don't take them to be the hero. We have we have reasons. I, I tried to explain the reasons. It was not the first time. And uh, today it took 11 penalties uh, to find a winner. And there are no regrets. If Again, if you need to blame somebody, blame me. It's no problem. Okay, that's the end of the press conference. Thank you very much. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's big win at Wembley. Utterly delighted, utterly exhausted as well. Think how the players must feel. What a fantastic night that was. Um, and I think, really, it all revolves around Gwavin Kelleher. And, and he's been there for the entire cup run from start to finish. And Jurgen Klopp is an amazing man-manager, isn't he? You see the happiness in the squad, the, the friendship uh, across all levels uh, of the playing staff and it seems like such a nice atmosphere to be involved in and I think Jurgen Klopp and, and, and we as fans know that Kelleher is a superb goalkeeper we we may well have you know the top two goalkeepers in England maybe a slight overstatement you've got to look at experience as well but he's he's got so much promise and he's already delivered a lot of that promise and he's got to keep him sweet because Alison Becker's not going to be with us forever. We know that he wants to end his career in Brazil. And we can't let a goalkeeper of that quality, Kelleher's quality, I mean, leave because we'll need him in that moment and we'll need him in the interim as well. And it's wonderful that he gave him that opportunity to uh, have this, this run in the Carabao Cup from start to finish. And what an amazing performance he put in. Chelsea, it seemed... Just couldn't hit a barn door. I mean, appalling finishing. When they when they could get some shots on target, they were either offside or Kelleher was miraculous. I mean, his shot stopping was just superb. Really did a, a fantastic job. And then when it came to the penalty kicks, I would say probably there was a, a, a lack of experience there because bar the first one, when it looked as if he got a hand to it and may well have uh, come close to saving it. I think he was. I think he showed his inexperience because he allowed the stuttering run-ups to upset his rhythm and his flow. He was diving too early and allowing the very skillful Chelsea penalty takers to then see what he was going to do and, and send the ball the other way. I think particularly with Jorginho, you know exactly what he's going to do. So you know, you, there's no real need to dive early. You watch him. You wait for the jump and then. Then you make your decision, but that was uh, that was one shortcoming. In uh, after 120 minutes, where he was very sound indeed, he put away his own penalty kick supremely well, and that's no surprise because he's very comfortable with the ball at his feet. And I, I, I just learnt from post-match interviews today that he's that he's also uh, he was also an outfield player until his mid-teens. So you know, no surprise that he he struck the ball well. As for the Chelsea goalkeeper, I hated all that messing about, refusing to get back on your line, why the referee didn't book him after the second or third penalty, I don't know. And um, I absolutely loved it when he was going over to his right-hand side of the goal for Virgil van Dijk's free kick. And Virgil still put the ball on that side of the goal, drilled it past him, and then gave him the meanest stare. 
for it must have been eight, nine, ten seconds afterwards, looking over his shoulder as he walked back. Absolutely loved that. And I think that crushed their goalkeeper. And um, by the time it came for him to take his penalty, couldn't help but have a bit of a giggle there. But we put our penalties away superbly well. How about Fabinho and that little dink early on? But everybody, I mean, with the possible exception of Konate, everybody's penalty was absolutely first class. And Konate's wasn't bad at all. Goalkeeper got a hand to it, but he hit it firmly enough and he hit it high enough to to prevent the save. So, I mean, superb, wonderful turn of events, really fabulous stuff. Um, not really perhaps the right thing to do to to get too deep into the analysis today it's just it's just the joy of uh, of winning that cup and and the fact that that could be uh jamie jamie redknapp i think used the, the term catalyst for us to to really hit hard this season now seeing as we've still got three big trophies to aim for and that would be superb but the one thing that did fascinate me before we got into uh the emotion of it all was was the starting lineup and the fact that um, Thiago, I think, predictably made the midfield uh, in the starting eleven, but then obviously having pulled out, and let's hope that's not a, a serious injury. You obviously looked upset by it all. Um, I, I was interested that Cater had made his way onto the bench and that Elliot was not was not there. So Cater ahead of Harvey Elliot was an interesting one for me. I'm not saying it was wrong at all, but I was surprised Elliot didn't get in the squad. Um, Cater then slots in, doesn't have a bad game at all, but very impressed with Elliot when he came on. He works hard to come back and cover for Trent because there was a couple of times where Chelsea, who do break quickly, um, were well ahead of Trent Alexander-Arnold and he had to race back and he was yards behind them. And I think on one, maybe both occasions, we were quite fortunate that we didn't go a goal down in that situation. And it does feel... It does feel a little bit more secure when when Harvey Elliott's on that side of the field because he, he he's he's not afraid to come back and work very hard, and uh, and and do the defensive job. So I'm looking forward to seeing that develop, and the more games he plays on the right hand side ahead of Trent, how they can combine and and be a bit more of a, a solid defensive unit as a pair than perhaps we see um, with with other combinations. Anyway. Um, it, it, it's all about the trophy tonight and all about the delight Jürgen's man management and this wonderful second choice goalkeeper that we've got at Galasahi on Twitter G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I Hello Alex Watt from Did It Cross The Line podcast one down three to go easy uh, <laughs> no my my nerves are Shredded. I didn't sign up for penalties today. Um, and we could have had a Joel Matip Cup final winner as well. And VAR absolutely robbed us. But yeah, my God, my nerves are, are done after that. Just a ludicrous level of penalty taking from all the outfield players to score. And then Kelleher, obviously with an amazing pen too to win it. What a performance from him in the final. Um, and it turns out Tuckle's spreadsheets didn't tell him that Kepa would uh, sky a penalty. Um, look, Klopp loves this trophy now, doesn't he? Um, and yeah, that's the first one of the quadruple boxed off now, isn't it? So 
our fifth trophy under Klopp, I believe, and he was cracking out the dance moves after the win. You love to see it. Um, not going to lie, by the way, I've had a few drinks, um, a few more than initially anticipated, given that the game went to extra time. So hopefully these ramblings I'm going to make for the next few minutes make sense. But look, these games are big anyway, cup finals as a Liverpool fan anyway, but especially big and dramatic when you are married to a Chelsea fan. <laughs> it made for very interesting viewing today uh, in our household, our poor cat watching us and our reactions at various points in this game. The penalties especially was very funny. Um, yeah, the penalty shootout was just mad, wasn't it? Like the level of the outfield players' penalties. Fabinho cracking out a Penenka in particular was mad. Like Harvey Elliott smashing it in at his age, um, all at the Liverpool end as well. Like I can't believe how long <laughs> and stressful that penalty shootout was. And... The game itself, considering it was nil-nil, it was a hell of a game. But again, very stressful to watch as a supporter of Liverpool. Sure, it was the same for Chelsea fans as well. It was very much one for the neutrals, I think. Um, and I'm very jealous of everyone who got tickets for the game at Wembley today. Hope you all enjoyed. Um, saw a mad stat before kickoff that Mane and Salah had never played together in a League Cup game, which probably goes to show how little Klopp has cared about this competition up until now. But he loves it now, that's for sure. Um, Diaz picked as the third of the attackers, which shows the impact he's had since coming in to start a cup final so soon after joining the club. is a big call from Klopp. You know, he's not even been here a, a month. Um, Thiago... Obviously injured during the warm-up was was the big story before kickoff. Keita came in instead. Thiago not playing was one of the last things I wanted to see happen as a Liverpool fan. It felt like he was going to be such an important player to have in that midfield today. So it was devastating to see that. Devastating to see him in tears uh, on the bench about it as well. But, um, you know, he was happy at the end. That's the main thing. Um, wild that Harvey Elliott came on. Um, after not even being on the bench, I don't think, until Thiago got injured in the warm-up. Um, he ended up taking that penalty too, as I said, and wild wild that he thought he could take on uh, Rudiger in an argument as well. That was that was absolutely hilarious during the game. Um, and yeah, the, the midfield stuff did play out at, at times. Like I don't think Liverpool were at their best today. I think the midfield struggled at times like the the start of the first half we didn't have a handle on it um in the second half both sides had big periods of moments it swung back and forth in that sense um definitely not our best performance but we got the win in the end um the the interesting thing again was how much we kept catching them offside again and again like the liverpool offside trap it's probably the most consistent thing in my life nowadays, I think, because even by our usual standards, it was mad how many times the back four pulled that off today. The amount of offside moments that, that Chelsea got caught in was was crazy. Um, and other than that, the most annoying thing for me, and I'm sure a lot of other people, was that they ruled out the Yol Matip goal. That's reason enough to scrap far forever, in my opinion. Um, still not entirely sure if it was for the block from Van Dijk or because his toe was offside, but it was ridiculous. The one given against Chelsea, against Lukaku, I think it was, in extra time, was mad as well, really. Um, 
I hate this new aspect to the offside rule where you one part of your limb is offside, but it didn't matter in the end. We did it on penalties and yeah, what a win. What a moment, what a way to do it so dramatically. And as I said, hopefully this is the first of a few trophies this season. So let's have a drink. Let's enjoy it. Let's dance like Jürgen Klopp. Cheers up the Reds. Brilliant for Liverpool to win the League Cup in the end against what is a very good Chelsea side. And I thought it was two very good teams going head-to-head in the final. And it was a really strange game, I think, because in periods, Liverpool played really, really well. Some superb pressure they were able to generate in Chelsea's final third, especially in both second halves of the first and second half, if that makes sense. <laughs> so they didn't start well in either of the two, the two halves of regulation, 90 minutes. Um, 90 minutes, and, and I don't believe they played very well in, in the extra time, although I'll talk about that in a bit, but but yeah, uh, some really good sustained pressure in them second halves. Um, some really good individual performances in that, but also coupled in with two really slow starts in regulation time and always being vulnerable to Chelsea on the, the counter-attack when the ball was turned over. And I suppose you could say Liverpool always are if the, the distances aren't absolutely fantastic in applying pressure to the ball then it always leaves the opportunity for the opposition. Now, when the opposition have got better players, which undoubtedly Chelsea has, in comparison to, say, Leeds, who had similar opportunities in the final third to pick the right pass, then you're always rolling the dice with Liverpool not applying that pressure and then holding that higher position on the field to be able to deal with them chances. And there was occasions where Liverpool, not all through fortune, because obviously Liverpool have a great distancing in how they occupy the, the, the deepest line of the pitch. However, there is moments when your heart's in your mouth and, and Chelsea obviously have that quality to pick it apart and marginal calls, especially in the Lukaku situation. But Liverpool also make really good chances in the game themselves and it was a difficult one to say who was the more deserving winner of the cup final. It was pretty evenly well matched. Obviously, in the second, in extra time period, I felt Chelsea were, however, the better side. The substitutions that Chelsea made allowed them to still have comparable strength on the field to play with like-for-like changes, whereas Liverpool, obviously, Klopp making changes, and it, it almost resembled part of the team, almost resembled the Carabao Cup team. And what I mean by that is not a final team, a team you'd play in the earlier rounds with some of the players who came in, and it gave Liverpool a real problem to build through midfield and to get a grip of the game before Chelsea took control in that period and Liverpool were, were a little bit fortunate. But just to to obviously mention about a few players, I think, and I think to start with, obviously, it's a massive blow for Liverpool if Thiago's out for any period of time. You've got to imagine that it's probably a muscle injury if it's happened in the warm-up and that is never a great sign. You know, not only is the likelihood is that he'll be out for a few well, however long it is, depending on the severity, but then you've also got to get him up to speed and he's so key for Liverpool and could be, could have been, if it is going to be a long-term injury, so key in Liverpool's running. It's a, it's a big blow there. It's a massive blow and it was obviously a blow before kick-off to not have him in the starting lineup, but it might have longer-term ramifications with him obviously picking up that injury. Another player who I wanted to pick out was Luis Diaz. 
what a performance from Luis Diaz, I must say. I mean, you're looking... When a new player gets brought in, you, you try and make judgments, I suppose, quite early, probably earlier than you should do. And you look for kind of what quality they bring to the table. But that was an absolutely outstanding performance from Luis Diaz. I mean, up there with the best player on the park for me. Ability to travel with the ball in 1v1 situations, tenacity, quick, make a real goal threat with them runs from out to in. He looks some player. And even travelling with the ball at pace, the way he was able to manipulate it and maintain possession. And obviously, Liverpool were in a situation where probably they had to take him off at one stage because the, the likelihood is that intensity and just coming into the club, coming into the league is probably going to be fatigue would set in. But he looks an absolute gem of a player. And it's early. Listen, it might it might have been a, a, a fantastic display. But with Liverpool's recent recruitments and the profile, he looks at just a real threat and a real suited player to play in that wide forward role for what Liverpool look for and obviously Manny coming off told its own story because at no point would Liverpool in a in a game that mattered ever bring Sadio Manny off but Luis Diaz performance was one that it left no option if they were going to make a change than to to not bring him off the field such was his his driving force quality but he looks a special special player and obviously it's difficult against Chelsea. Chelsea have a fantastic midfield. Matteo Kovacic, every time I watch him play, what a player. Ability, so press resistant. Brilliant at winning the ball back as well. Just the all-round modern midfield player. I'd love him in Liverpool's midfield. What a player he is. Absolutely brilliant at maintaining possession. And I thought he was absolutely excellent again. And obviously you've got Kansi in there. And it was a good matchup in terms of them and Liverpool having an extra player in, numerically in there in midfield as well. So it made for a really interesting fixture, not only the fact that the two teams were the compatible quality, but also adapt, adopting different systems and how at different points in the game they come came into superiority. Um, goalkeeper, obviously with Gwivin Kelleher, what, what, fantastic display. I mean, to come in, you know there's going to be pressure on him. He'll know that there's pressure on him, considering the number one goalkeeper. He knows that the fan base would expect to play and have the confidence in world-class goalkeeper, obviously. But he looks a really special talent, Kelleher. And some of the the saves he made throughout the 90 minutes, I mean, Mendy was equally very good for Chelsea. But when he was called upon, Kelleher was outstanding. And I think he looks a modern goalkeeper. I mean, not only in terms of being able to make big saves and his technique to make them saves, but also his footwork and his ability to use the ball. And obviously, going into the penalty shootouts, I mean, I was aware, obviously, before, and he used to play to a decent level as a forward player and a great penalty under pressure as well. I mean, fantastic penalties from both sides, really, considering the pressure. But especially for him, he's in a penalty shootout. He's performed really well in the game. However, hadn't got close to saving any penalties. It becomes a psychological factor that you'd have to factor in when he then goes to take the penalty and it was fantastically executed and won Liverpool the cup so and I think it great justification for Klopp putting him in the side and I think it's easy sometimes to say well listen your best goalkeeper why isn't your best goalkeeper playing but there's a lot of factors you'd have to figure in that the harmony that personal relationship with it you'd have with people in the club but also for Liverpool giving Kelleher the game time and giving the assurance that he is going to get opportunities because ultimately Liverpool are going to want to keep him as a second-choice goalkeeper until the period comes where Alisson moves on or Kelleher obviously desires more game time, which undoubtedly will come. But if he hadn't started that competition, then he'd be quite right. And he, listen, he still may be, but he'd be quite right to, to maybe 
wants a move, want to get that game time, which his ability no doubt deserves. Now, the fact that the goal managers showed the faith in him in playing a massive club, he knows he's going to get opportunities to win trophies in the league cup competitions, both in the FA and League Cup. That might make the difference. And by having him as the second-choice keeper, instead of a second-choice keeper who's not of comparable quality, could be a big factor in Liverpool potentially winning things in the future. Because Alisson is a goalkeeper who, who tends to pick up a few knocks along the way. And and that would have been the factor in that the Klopp has to, has to think about the human side, but also what benefits it could lead to Liverpool in the longer term. And it's always a calculated risk, I suppose. But yeah, just to, obviously to finish off, uh, just a little weird caution for Liverpool because I'm always cautious to note the games can go the other way and sometimes it's specific moments. So if the penalty competition had gone the other way, you may have looked at, well, why did Liverpool uh, do as well in certain moments of the game? And I think there is a temptation, and obviously this will come from the medical department as well, in that obviously the game goes into extra time, it goes past 90 minutes. But I do believe Liverpool have, have to, and maybe Klopp has to think about in the future from a learning process, is potentially factoring in how many changes he makes because and the personnel he then changed to. Because I just looked at Liverpool's midfield with the changes that came in in the forward areas. And you can struggle to play through midfield when you've got Milner. And Harvey Elliott, Milner, because he's not a possession-based player, he's more a, a player who obviously thrives in the chaos of the game when the ball's turned over. And obviously Elliott as well, because essentially he's a forward player, an inexperienced forward player who's then being asked to play as a midfield three. So they really did struggle in that sense. But also, from a physical point of view as well, you know, Elliott's still a, a developing young lad in terms of physicality, and obviously Milner's at the back end of his career. So not only could Liverpool not play through, but they couldn't actually get close to Chelsea to apply enough pressure to their midfield players who were both technically and physically excellent. And obviously with the, the forward players, the ball kept going back because you'd have moving some of your outstanding world-class threats in Manny in particular. But of course, what Diaz now looks like he, he could be. I don't want to jump too early on that. But brilliant result for Liverpool, really set them up for going forward. And I think that's a big thing because I talked about this a couple of weeks ago in that Liverpool need to get that invincibility factor back, that feel feeling of being a, a progressing winning team. And I think that if it goes a prolonged period of time where you don't win, and obviously we know the troubles Liverpool had last season, then that confidence, that air of self-assurance probably would go even you know even if you've got top players and the fact that they get back to winning ways then sets them up to potentially go on to try if they can to win bigger prizes at the end of the season so fantastic result for Liverpool made up they won the cup um horrible to, to sift through the penalties though <laughs> okay you've been listening to the post game podcast on the blood red channel